0: The Big Rap Show Podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Verarian District. So check out G1Reads.com as they keep the lights on here at the Big Rap Show Podcast. Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. <laughs> How are you all? I hope you are all keeping well out there on podcast land. Yes, it's the 9th of December, and we're ever rolling closer to that. Um, Big day on the 25th, I suppose, yeah, and I'm sure you're all sick of listening to it, Um, but yes, we are getting close to Crimbo, the holidays and all that stuff, but yeah, each and every week we will be continuing to churn out the piping goodness, so I think we have had a number of questions from folks actually asking us, will you be taking a break over Christmas week, Rab? And the answer is, no. Absolutely not. No, we will be continuing straight through the holidays, churning out the piping goodness each and every week. So, by way of an introduction, welcome. This is the Big Rab Show podcast. We are the show for the bagpiping folk. So if it's got bagpipes in it, around it, or even near it at all, then we are the show for you. Reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. And uh, yes, if you would like to help support the show, then you can, of course, like every other podcast out there, we do have a Patreon. And a good number of you, actually, have been signing up on Patreon there recently. So, hello to all of our new Patreon faithful. You guys are awesome! Yes, you really are. And you're actually getting an opportunity to enjoy a lot of exclusive content back there. Um... Yeah, let's just say that. There's been episodes of Big Rab Show Plus dropped this last while, and there's been exclusive interviews, YouTube clips and stuff, and there's so much back there, honestly. Um, So, yeah, thank you to everyone who's continuing to click support on Patreon. It really does help the show. And, uh, yeah, we keep saying it every week that it is the lifeblood of the show, and the guys over there on Patreon really do help the content of the show and kind of shape our direction in some ways because they do have, you know ways and means of making suggestions on topics of the week and different things for us to discuss so of course if that's what you would like to do then head over to patreon and become what do you call it an executive producer perhaps i don't know if they're given an appropriate role title but there you go the patreon faithful are awesome Oh, as well, I have to give a special plug to our ongoing promotion, of course, with Piper's Dojo. And I know I mention it every week, but uh, and I do sound like I'm repeating myself because, yes, let's face it, I am. But, yeah, a lot of you guys actually have been really taking advantage of that at the moment. And I have to encourage you to keep going because that offer will not be around forever. Uh, that will be getting removed from our site very soon. I'm not going to tell you a date, but if you have ever been tempted to go and try out the full premium membership at the Pipers Dojo, then there's your opportunity. Go to thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo, and you can have 30 days of Dojo Premium for a $1 sign-up fee. So you get 30 days with absolutely everything. I mean, they drop the paywall on the whole thing. So you get your live lessons, your one-to-ones, some of the big names in the piping game. And all for a dollar. And if after 30 days you like it and you decide to keep it on, then brilliant, you're already 30 days into your piping journey. But if you, yeah, if you decide it's not for you, then hey, what have you lost? You've lost some time checking out a website and a dollar. You know what I mean? So there you go. Why not take the risk, invest in your plan, I suppose, and check out our special offer with Piper's Dojo, thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo yes now speaking of big dot com, by the way there's a number of features over there that i want to draw your guys attention to this weekend actually is the cutoff date for big rab show merch if you want to guarantee delivery for christmas then you need to get your uh, orders in before december the 11th which is in a couple of days time actually so There you go. If you are considering ordering your Rab Show merch for your holidays, then you need to get your orders in before the 11th. So that's BigRabShow.com forward slash shop. Now, there's a load of great stuff on there that you guys have really been furiously busy buying stuff. So, yeah, I've been incredibly busy getting merch out the door. So, yeah, sometimes I don't feel like a podcaster or a radio guy. I feel like a clothing distributor. (laughs) (laughs) but it's awesome to see that you guys are picking up Rab Show hoodies and all that good stuff, so that's awesome, so keep it up, guys. So, yeah, if you do want to get yourself some Rab Show merch, that's where you go, thebigrabshow.com forward slash shop. Okay, also, you can get in contact with the show over there. It has our email address, of course, and we'll get into that, but also it has our weekly drone as well, and people have been asking questions, Rab, what is this weekly drone? And I think we've been doing weekly drone now for quite a while. We kind of give you a bit of an indication as to what it is, It's where you can contact the show completely anonymously and you can tell us your story, warts and all, no matter what it is. It can be something really positive, it could be something really negative and shining a light on a real dark corner of the bagpiping world. Whatever your opinions, your thoughts, your moans and your drones, you can send them in to us. TheBigRabShow.com forward slash weekly drone and that's where it happens. Alright, so before we get into this week's Weekly Drawn, actually, I want to get into some actual listener mail. Now, we do get some criticism on the show because we don't feature listener mail as much as we possibly should. uh, Especially the ones that are mostly just saying, great episode this week, cheers big lad. And we get a lot of those. You know, so I really enjoyed the show this week, thank you very much. And if we were to bring all of those to the podcast, we'd be here kind of reading them for quite a bit. You know, saying, oh, great episode, great episode, and then it kind of looks as if we're trying to blow up our own head, look at how brilliant we are, that kind of thing. So I hope you understand, you know, we do get your messages of support and all the rest and saying that, we, you know, you're enjoying the, the episodes, which is brilliant, so keep them coming. It lets us know that we're doing something right, but also, yeah, don't get really upset if we don't bring your email to the show because it does kind of sound as if we're kind of blowing our own trumpet, I suppose, when we're we're reading emails about how fantastic we are. <laughs> I hope you understand. I hope that makes sense. Uh, but yeah, you can contact us, of course, on any of the subjects, topics, or topic or anything that we're talking about on The Big Rab Show. You can message us in. BigRabShow at com. Now, this first email that we're going to talk about comes from Jeff. And he has emailed us in to say, Hello, Rab. Hello, Jeff. What about you, sir? Are you keeping well? I'm sure he is. Uh, He says, regarding the weekly drone for episode 202. uh, Jeff, what are you doing to me? See this weekly drone that dropped on episode 202. It was all about the Scots Guards book. It really seemed to light a fire under people. And if you managed to listen to last week's episode, by the way, with Davey, that was incredible, and actually, you know, if you haven't listened to it, we urge you to go back and listen to it now. That interview itself was fantastic, but also to hear all about Davy's creative process and the, his involvement in the publication of all these books. We spoke about the Scots Guard book and his opinion on notation and the modern-day scene and everything, so, you know, it was great to get his opinion on that. But folks are still weighing in on the argument, which is brilliant. So, what does Jeff have to say? He says, uh, uh, regarding the weekly drone for episode 202, I think the Scots Guards Volume 1-3 to three, is the Bible. That guy needs to understand that you can tweak embellishments. You can tweak the dots and cuts and, to a certain point, the medley. And you can use tweaked tunes as a standard. There is no law that says you can't. And that's very true, actually. So Jeff goes on to say, As a military piper, I understand the need for a standard. ...but just because there is a standard... ...doesn't mean that other versions are inferior or invalid. The good thing of a book like the Scots Guards from 1 to 3... ...is they are something that can be used as a standard... ...and they are widely available throughout the world. The scores are printed with a very high quality... ...I have to agree... ...and even though there may be a few typos... ...that in no way makes these tunes any less useful... ...or any less valuable... These settings should be seen as a guide for the leadership of every pipe band to implement in a way that best benefits their players. I've created a collection of music with only around 40 tunes, and let me tell you, it can be a very time-consuming thing. Indeed, just as we heard from Davey last week. He said proofreading can go on for a good long time after you think you're ready to go to print. And let me say... Even some of the top guys out there publish books with typos. Yes, that's definitely coming through, Jeff. (laughs) We're hearing that a lot. Uh, So anyhow, beware of people that say there is only one way of playing anything and that any other versions are bastardizing the music. Music is freedom. Roll with it. Thanks for the great show. And yes, the weekly drone is an interesting feature. I truly appreciate the contributions that have been made so far. Happy Holidays. Jeff from Montreal and Canada. Awesome stuff. Thank you very much, Jeff. And uh, yeah, that's, I honestly have to agree with you wholeheartedly. And we do speak about that, uh, Scottsgard's Guards book and all of that weekly drone. We talked with Davey Hunter, who's you know, in the, the middle of produ- producing so many incredible music collections and books throughout this past year. If anyone you know comes from a wealth of knowledge, it would be Davy, and he said himself, the books can go out there, and they're a guide. You know, they're handed to players' hands, and then what happens after that is up to them. You know, so yeah, thank you, Jeff, for your email, mate. Very much appreciate it. So moving swiftly, we're swiftly on. We just about talked tonight. Yeah, we have a listener mail, which is a little bit different. We have a voicemail. And I have to say, it's been forever since we've got a voicemail. (laughs) I'm so appreciative of voicemails. I love them. So, yeah, don't forget you can send voicemails in. Just record a little clip and you can email them. BigRabShow at gmail.com and your voice can be on the show. So, who's this week's uh, voicemail from? Hey, Reb.
1: Andrew Sullivan here. It's uh, been a while and I figured I'd just uh, call in, see how things are going. Uh, have a few, uh, comments, I guess, or things to bring up, um, over the last few shows. I saw, this was going back a few weeks ago, or heard your, uh, your bid on Kintra there with the, uh, Brian Beru bands. Those channers are, those channers are cool. Uh, those, those bagpipes are, are neat. They're significantly lower pitched, obviously. They're, they're in E flat instead of what we would play in B flat, uh, on the Highland pipes, um... And with them being keys, we have, they have significant more uh, notes available. Um, One thing that I thought would be really cool to do is have a combined band between uh, Highland Pipes and Brian Baru Pipes. Where you would say have two-thirds or three-quarters of the Pipers be Highland Pipers, and then the rest be Brian Baru Pipers. I think it would make a really cool sound. Uh, it would be something really cool to see, uh, you know, in a parade or a concert or a tattoo or or even a contest. I think, you know, coming in with that with that bold, bold low pitch, you know, bold as brass, coming in, um, really gives it a good a good attitude and and a, and a good good bit of confidence. Um, the pitch. Nowadays, has just gotten so high on the on the Highland pipe Janners It's you, know, you lose a lot of the sound, a lot of the volume that you you would have, uh, say, playing in like concert B flat. You can imagine field marshal or St Lawrence O'Toole or Inver. You know any of these big bands that are putting out twenty five pipers, but they're playing in that low pitch and that and that fuller sound. Oh my! You'd be able to hear them from Glasgow Green all the way to New York City almost. Um, it would just be a real full sound compared to the, the kind of the thinner sound that they get from the higher pitched chanters just because uh, of the lack of volume. Um so that was that was the first thing um I wanted to talk about. I think that'd be that'd be pretty neat um going on. And then over the past few shows, um you had your your weekly droner two weeks ago, there talking about pipe music and and you know what's the the real definition or the real the real setting and like as other people have said you know you don't necessarily need to worry about it per se like yes the the Scots Guards are considered like the Bible uh, as I like to call it the, the old and New Testament uh, at least for Book One and Two um, but. Yeah, there's there were books before that and if you look at some of the old books like the, the Gun Collection or or the uh the Glen Collection, they the way tunes were written out were differently. You know, we would Tuolua's would be written out kinda longhand, same with uh, uh strikes and doublings and, and things like that, so um the style is, you know, has changed. Um over the years, which it has, and I think the way, you know, the music is, it's, you have to do what you're doing for the, for the, the situation that you're playing in. So if you're playing in a band, obviously you gotta be playing all off the same, same hymn sheet, as the saying goes, because otherwise, you know, you're not going to achieve what you want to achieve. But if you're playing on your own, or you're playing in solos, or you're playing whatever, you put your own style in it. If you want to play a... you know, a, a barrel instead of a turlua or something like that, like at the end of a end of a bar or end of a phrase go for it, I say. Um I think it's just we've lost I mentioned in a, a voicemail a while ago that we we've lost a lot of the individual style and that is that's really due down to the fact of the, the army standardizing piping uh, around the first world war. And then obviously the um, the growth of bands in the past century and a half or so. In other traditions, you you would very much see individual styles or, or at least regional styles of of piping, um, whether it be piping or the uh, the piping out in in the Hebrides or in, over in Cape Breton in Canada, using the Cape Breton as, as an example of. Um, you know, if a piper that was from, say, the Inverness County area, you know, might play a tune one way, and then on the other side of the island, a piper over in the Sydney area might play it a little bit differently, or or significantly differently. Um, and that adds a richness to it that I think we've we've lost uh, over the years. Granted, having the 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 standardization and the uniformity does allow for these really great band ensembles and. Um, you know, you could be, you know, playing in a band almost anywhere in the world, and you know, you could all play Scott and the Brave together, or, or you know, some of these more common, like, mass band tunes, and that is, that is a neat thing, that is something that definitely helps the community, um, link together. And then, uh, in terms of, uh, communities linking together, I'd like to, uh, just thank you for the, uh, the shout-out that you gave on last week's show, uh, for the set of spades that I was playing, uh, back on, uh, the 30th of November, um, I've been putting out a couple of videos here and there on Facebook and whatnot, just, you know, trying to spread some music and, and kind of take, (laughs) take attention away from COVID and the election and all the other nastiness that's on the, uh, that's on social media nowadays, like, you know, there's, what happened to just being like, sharing funny cat videos and stuff, so at least, you know, send some, uh, send some music, and, and, hopefully make, uh, some people's days a little bit better, or worse, depending if they, do, if they don't like it, I guess, um, so, I'm looking to continue that, I think I, I started a new thing called, Sunday Nights for Spades. um, and, I just sit, sitting down, playing small pipes, and, giving it a recording, and, putting up there. Um, so that is uh, that's pretty much that. And then I was listening to your uh, show this week uh, about uh, with Davey Walker's interview there and that was really enjoyable, just hearing uh, all the, t- the stories about the tunes and then just getting some more perspective on putting the tune book together. Uh, I'm starting... Or I'm in the process of putting one together for myself. Uh, I've been writing a whole bunch of music this over this quarantine, so I guess it's not all bad. Um, I think I've written over 20 tunes since uh, the start of uh, March or February. Um, so that's it's great, you know. It's there's a lot of a lot of new music being written and, and and put out there which is which is wonderful' cause, you know as as great as the traditional tunes are and, and the older tunes are it's it's great having new music out it it just helps keep the tradition alive and and keeps it moving forward um, so hearing about putting a book together and and the process of that is uh is pretty neat and definitely something I'm gonna look back on as we uh as I go forward and, and put mine together. Um and then was listening to the uh Big Rab Show Plus on uh Patreon. Uh, I don't know how much you want to expose on that, but you did mention And uh I just really enjoy the work that you that you do, you and, and the rest of the team. Um it definitely brightens up Wednesday afternoons for sure and uh especially this year with with nothing going on. Uh, With everything being canceled, I think you're doing a great job keeping the morale up and, um, you know, kind of keeping people focused, you know, that, you know, eventually we're going to get back to it. Eventually we're going to be, as you said, you know, having pints in the rain, which sounds wonderful. Um, So that's, that's about that. Uh, Keep up the good work. Uh, Really enjoy the show. Uh, look forward to it every week, and I know there's a few weeks I get a little impatient. It's around four o'clock on the East Coast here in the U.S. Uh, when the show comes out, between four and five most weeks, and some weeks it comes out a little bit earlier, around three. And I'm like, "Come on, Rev, <laughs> what do you got going on? Uh, I know you're you're busy with a, a whole bunch of things, uh, but yeah, you know, hey, we can all get a, a little impatient sometimes. At least you're a little bit more." Uh, a little bit more uh, consistent than the uh, than the folks in in Nevada um,
0: that 's about it, and uh we 'll talk soon as long as andrew o 'Sullivan there thank you, Andrew for that. Now, I have to give a full disclosure his entire voicemail. Uh, ...lasted for about nearly 15 minutes. It was about 13, 14 minutes long. And as you just heard, he touched on quite a lot of stuff that we've been working on. Uh, Of course, he even mentioned stuff about my own personal work that I've been doing with Kintra... ...over there in the BBC, where we talked about Brian Brew pipe bands. And I think that's still available on the BBC iPlayer. I'm not entirely sure. Um, But yeah I actually looked into an area of bagpiping here specific to Northern Ireland that I'm not very familiar with and actually brought that story uh, to the BBC and yeah they loved it of course it was great. So, um, yeah, thank you, Andrew, for tuning into that, mate. Uh, but also for, you know, supporting us on Patreon. You did start talking there about uh, Big Rab Show Plus and what we were talking about on there, so I had to cut that out, unfortunately. That's just exclusive for the Patreon faithful. Um, so that'll explain the big beep. Uh, but honestly, Andrew, thank you so much, man. And, yeah, it's good to know, you know, that you're enjoying the episodes there. Uh, so did, you did mention that it was Davy Walker. It's Davy Hunter. Uh, so there you go. But yes, uh, if anything, if you are going to start releasing your own tunes and producing your own book, Andrew, keep us informed. we will be more than happy to check that out, man, whenever it drops. So there you go. Grant, so everyone out there, that is a voicemail, but you can send one in that's shorter or even longer to our email address, bigrabshow at com. There you go. And like I said, sometimes I might have to edit it for time or if you're talking about something that is exclusive to Patreon, folks, like Andrew just did. Uh, But honestly, Andrew, thank you for your commentary, man. Um, I've passed it on to the rest of the team so they can have a listen, you know? And uh, So yeah, honestly, I think it's all well appreciated, man. Thank you very much. Okay, so if you do have your own particular commentary, voicemail or anything like that, you can email us as always, bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you go. All right, now, it's at this point in the show where we introduce our feature that everyone seems to love, weekly drone yes and since we launched this new feature um honestly we weren't sure how it was going to go but we think now we're in the month of december and we've been running weekly drone now for quite a while it seems to be a roaring success now weekly drone like i said at the beginning of the show is a way for you guys to get in contact with the show completely anonymously now you can talk about absolutely anything that you want to ...and do it totally anonymous. There's no bands, there's no geographical location, there's nothing in there that will identify who you are. To us, you're a weekly droner and that's it. However, this week's weekly drone is a weekly drone of a difference. This one, the weekly droner actually did identify themselves and told us that they have no issue with us using their name as part of the weekly drone... So, with that being said This Weekly Drone is not from an anonymous source So we do have a name for this one So, yeah Let's hand things over to Aaron Aaron, what's this week's Weekly Drone? The Weekly Drone
2: Thanks for those darn virtual contests Dear Rab Show Team A different letter for the drone. A happy, thankful letter. I have no problem with you using my name, and I feel the names mentioned further in this letter should be mentioned to recognise the people who had the forethought and energy to adapt to the drastic and changing times. Here on the east coast of the United States, our 2020 piping and drumming season was just beginning to ramp up. Up to the beginning of March, there had been about seven in-person contests in the Eastern United States Pipe Band Association. Then the lockdown was initiated, and in-person pipe and drumming contests were cancelled left and right in total for the remainder of the year, about 30. But thanks to Maureen Connor, Band Director for Capital District Youth Pipe Band, Susan Van Omeren, Capital District Youth Pipe Band Manager Jim Dillahay, President of the Eastern United States Pipe Band Association Brendan O'Reilly, Eastern United States Pipe Band Association Officer at Large and other Eastern United States Pipe Band Association Officers that assisted in stepping up and creating the amendment to the rules so to allow virtual solo contests. And then on May 9th, put on the first EUSPBA-sanctioned virtual contest. Now to be fair, the Austin-Texas solo piping competition was also announced about the same time, but their actual contest was about a month later. Yes, the 13 or 14 virtual contests that were held where and are drop in the bucket compared to the 40 to 45 in-person games that are normally scheduled, but it helped keep the excitement and the reason for being going. With some continued good news, as of this writing, end of November, already the Eastern United States Pipe Band Association calendar is already showing the Ohio Scottish Games as a virtual contest scheduled for February 2021 and I have knowledge of others that will be listed shortly. So here is hoping that maybe for the second half of 2021, there will be in-person band and solo contests. But for now, the virtual contests will have to supplement for in-person. And for that, I am thankful to the Eastern United States Pipe Band Association for allowing and putting these in place.
0: The Weekly Drone Yes, indeed. That was our weekly droner there, Chris Shepard, actually. So thank you, Chris, for that. And um, yes, I think high praise indeed for the guys at Yuspaba, as they're affectionately known, uh, but also to the guys at Waspaba as well. Now, I know that wasn't part of your weekly drum, and we were kind of piling praise on the EUSPBA, but I have to say that the approach in general from associations in the United States... ...has been beyond reproach. It's been fantastic. And if anything, it kind of bodes well for things rolling into the future. Now, ourselves here in the UK, definitely we've been left wanting... ...whenever it comes to actual sanctioned online events. In fact, the RSPBA have been quite famous in the fact that they haven't sanctioned any... ...as far as I'm aware. Now... Don't get me wrong, that hasn't stopped events from happening. You know, I'm going to talk about something that's just happened this past weekend. Uh, But yeah, there has been events that's been ran and they're all unofficial. The RSPBA up until now has managed to turn a blind eye to the whole situation... And uh, yes, the use of unsanctioned judges and all of that kind of stuff has already been discussed on previous podcasts, so I'm not going to kick that dead horse. Um, But yeah, I have to agree, honestly, that the approach and what's happening in EUSPBA at the moment is amazing, and it's fantastic to see that things have been adjusted and moved and Yeah, all round just put in place to keep the piping world engaged and playing through what is a horrible time of a global pandemic. And yeah, ourselves here in the UK, seriously, I think, given my own opinion on the show, which I very rarely do. um, But yeah, I think us in the UK could learn a lot from this, you know. Um, But... We'll possibly get into that in a future episode, possibly in the new year, about what RSPBA are currently doing uh, for 2021. Uh, But we will talk more about future competitions and such later in this week's pod. Uh, But yeah, I wanted to address this week's Weekly Drone and say a massive thank you for that one. It's great, actually, to get a positive Weekly Drone. Sometimes Weekly Drone turns into a bit of a moaning and groaning kind of a thing. Uh, but I'm really glad you guys seem to really enjoy it as well. So, yes, thank you for that. A bit of a positive weekly drone this week. Thank you very much. So, like I said, if you would like to send us in your own weekly drone, you can do the weeklydrone forward slash weekly drone. That's where you can do it. And like I say, it's warts and all, folks. We absolutely don't edit it at all, unless there's swearing or you're making uh, ungrounded accusations I think are the two grounds uh, that we would edit things uh, so yeah it's a family show plus don't point fingers unless you have absolute evidence yeah there you go so there you are send us in your weekly drones now this has been quite a lengthy uh, introduction to the show and we have yet to get into the piping news and we've got quite a lot of piping news to get through this week <laughs> <laughs> Woo, a load of piping news this week so I think it's at this point in the show where I'm actually going to take a very short break folks and welcome right back with some piping news. McClellan Bagpipes. From North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McLennan. From Euston, Scotland. They adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making, using the finest materials, employing bespoke design, and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter, plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes. Born in Scotland, made in the USA. Ah, yes indeed. Welcome back. Time for some piping news now. So that's all our listener mail and Weekly Drone and all of that usual stuff. That's all out of the way now. And I have to say thank you to all of our contributors. And if you do have anything you would like to say, then email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com or even on our Weekly Drone, which is the bigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. I've already, yeah, plugged those until I'm red in the face. But that's where you go and do it, folks. That's where you can get a hold of us. All right. Let's get into some actual listener mail. This upcoming weekend, Saturday the 12th of December, is going to be a huge weekend when it comes to the trad scene, Celtic music scene, and the piping scene in general. Of course, it's the Scots Trad Music Awards 2020. Now, the entire thing will be broadcast live online, and this is a first. As far as I'm aware, it has always been broadcast live ...on BBC Alba, the actual TV channel, but now that folks can't get to it physically and actually be in the audience, they've made the decision to broadcast this event online. And I cannot tell you just how excited I am for this, because... ...they're kind of making it into an entire festival. Not only are you going to get your usual awards show... ...where people go up on stage, they collect their awards... ...and give a little speech and stuff... ...and plus you get some real blistering performances... ...by some of the artists themselves on stage. It's kind of like the Grammys for the trads. You know, the trad awards, I suppose. The trad awards is kind of like the Grammys... ...for traditional music and Celtic music here. Uh, So it's honestly a who's who of the Celtic music scene... So you get the the usual award show, but that normally kicks off at around 9 o'clock on the Saturday night. So you can tune in, watch it on the telly like you normally can, or you can watch online if you're around the world. Now, coverage would normally start at 9, but like I said, they're turning this into a huge big festival. So if you are interested, you can go and check out the Scott's Trad Music Awards on their social media or indeed their YouTube channel, from 1 pm in the afternoon, where they have a lineup of so many incredible artists that will entertain you all the way until 9 o'clock that night for the awards show, and then there will be an after party. Now, wait till you hear the lineup. 1 pm kicks off here in the UK. It starts with Mike Vass and Kathleen McGuinness. Oh my god! And those guys hit the stage for an hour. After that comes Inyal. In y'all! Oh my word. Then we're into Ryan Young and Jen Butterworth. Oh my god. That'll be incredible. Then we have the Paul McKenna band. We have Joy and Andrew after that. Then we have Kicking In at 6pm, Dallahan. And I will definitely be tuning into that. We also have Adam Holmes as well, who is also the vocalist of Rora. For those folks out there who are Rora fans. Uh, We have Adam Holmes as well. And then at 8pm they have the Canaris quartet then we have the trad awards show itself at 9 p.m that sticks on for a couple of hours and then you have their after work party uh with, from nightworks who are holding a dj set on their youtube channel which is absolutely insane so guys this weekend scotts trad music is the address or even if you want to follow the hashtag if you're on twitter or something like that hashtag is na trads which is n-a-t-r-a-d-s Natrads. trads so there you go The com huge big music event this weekend all going to be broadcast live online and I, I don't think it's ticketed you could just tune in and watch it so so many incredible incredible bands there And it's just brilliant to be able to see these guys on stage and playing. So obviously it was all kind of pre-recorded and stuff. But guys, honestly, if you're a piping fan at all, when let's face it, you are, because you've listened to this long in the the show, (laughs) you're going to want to watch the Scott's Trad Awards this weekend. Like I say, 1 p.m. UK time, it all starts. And uh, yeah lend a hand lend some support to your incredible celtic and folk musicians out there uh, i'm really looking forward to this event and also good luck to all of our uh, trad award nominees i do know ross miller has had a nomination for best album and uh oh, oh, come on i'm gonna start naming names and things yeah there's far too many to mention uh, but yeah go and have a look at the website scotts trad go and have a full look of all the listings of all your finalists and. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting this weekend. Can I also say, then, this past weekend... Yeah, on their Facebook page, the guys at the Up To The Line Pipe Band Podcast, they managed to have their online recital challenge. Now, I did mention it to you last week and the week before and the week before... I probably talked to you, i blue in the face. Where we had Scott Wallace, Ross Miller, John Dew, and Anora Morris were all duking it out for a cash prize. Now, this event... I have to tell you, was an absolute belter. Some of the performances that we got from these guys were insane. We'll talk more about that in a minute. Now, obviously, the Up to the Line pod had their teething problems. Not going to lie. It was a little bit shaky at the beginning. I think it was scheduled to start at 7 p.m. And I think, I don't know what happened, but it didn't start until well after 8 p.m. But that kind of added to the atmosphere, because I was sitting waiting for the thing to start online, watching the YouTube channel, and everyone was just in the online chat. But is it going to start now? What's happening? What's, you know, it's half seven. What's going on? I don't see anything. And then just started chatting. And of course, I was doing trips to the fridge then, getting cans of beer. So it was the best crack, actually. And um, So by the time... Just after 8 o'clock in the UK, by the time the go button got hit and the recital actually started, uh, I was about four or five cans in. It was great crack. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, though, the performances that were presented on the Up to the Line Pipe Band Podcast recital were absolutely blistering. I have to say well done to everyone involved. Anora Morris kicked things off and she had really, really interesting, like, Breton set and everything. Oh, it was really, really good. Like, she had a great mixture of music between traditional, contemporary and Breton. Oh, really, really good. John Doe as well had a roaring, roaring set and, oh, I don't know, simply amazing from John. Very creative. Scott Wallace as well, obviously played a number of his own tunes, a bunch of Field Marshal tunes as well, plus some real trad stuff as well, as some real contemporary things that we've never heard before. So Scott Wallace was insane. He was really good. Uh, but obviously, the star of the show, the guy who picked up the title at the end of it all, was Ross Miller. Ross put on a performance and then some and you know what he looked like if he was enjoying himself from start to end big silly smile on his face and just enjoying playing and it was a joy to watch Ross actually used technology and stuff and played with a a loop pedal and stuff and you know like he recorded himself playing one part then he looped it and then he harmonized with himself which was really weird and then, oh, it, it's hard to describe. It was really, really cool. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to Ross Miller. Congratulations, winner of the Up to the Line Pipe Band Podcast Online Recital. Now, if you are supporters of the guys at the Up to the Line Pod, then yeah, if you're over there on their Patreon page, I think you can go back and actually rewatch the whole thing. You can go and watch individual performances at your leisure. Or you can rewatch the entire event, I think, from start to end. It was honestly a roaring success. Obviously not without its teething problems at the very beginning. Had some technical issues and stuff. Uh, but about an hour or so, an hour and a quarter, an hour and a half maybe. After that, once they got everything fixed, the thing ran absolutely smoothly and it was amazing. Also, shout out to Alan Tully and Bob Worrell, of course, who were their judges. And yeah, had a very difficult job. I didn't envy them at all yikes, uh, so but yeah, I think, yeah, I think the overall winner being Ross Miller, I think was a solid choice. Ross actually put on a fantastic show, so well done, so yes, yeah, so if you did manage to miss that recital, then my advice is go over there and click on the Patreon for the up to the line pod, and that 's where you can go and catch it because honestly, these performances are blistering. I did tell you about it to get tickets for it, and you would miss it. Uh, the amount of people message me say, oh, Rob, I missed that up-to-the-line thing. Um, how can I watch it again? I said, well, you have to go and support the lads on Patreon and you'll get it. So there you go. There you go. Shameless plug for them, but well done to the up-to-the-line pod guys. Yeah, dead proud of you. That so was a huge event and uh, yeah, I was absolutely cracking. So well done, lads. Well done, everyone. All right, let's move on. I have to give a shout this week to Bruce Gandhi. Now, Bruce Gandhi, actually, as you guys know, is in the process of releasing a new book. His book is all on practicing, rehearsing, and performance. And uh, he asks the question do you know the difference? <laughs> And it's a very good question, actually, when you break it down like that. So for more information, of course, you can go to brusgandymusic.com where he has an online shop and everything. And you can actually send Bruce a message, of course, and ask him questions about his book. But you can go and purchase copies of this thing. And, uh, well, worth checking out, I suppose. Yeah, because uh, from feedback and stuff I've had heard from folks who've had a look at it and seen it themselves is that you can apply it to all sorts of different areas of performance not just bagpiping So if you're a sports star, if you're an aspir- aspiring footballer or golfer or whatever, then you can actually, you know, take some of the things that are in this book and actually apply it to your sporting life as well. So, yeah. Very, very interesting. So go along, brucegandymusic.com forward slash online shop and check out his brand new book, Practising, Rehearsing and Performance. Interesting stuff. And when we're asking you to check out websites as well, you have to check out our good friends at the Horace Kilt Company. Go on, Harris Kilts! Who are actually furiously busy at the moment in the mouth of Christmas. They're in, busy in production of something that's really unique, uh, tartan roses. Yeah, they're making like garlands for your door, I suppose. What do you call those things? Are they garlands? Or no, what do you call those? I can't remember. Ah, I can't remember those like kind of round things you throw on your door around Christmas time. And these things are beautiful. Like holly and ivy and you know, little berries and stuff. And then these wee tartan roses going through them. And they're very, very popular. So if you are interested, of course... And having a little bit of tartan flavour into your Christmas decorations, then go along harriskilts.com, check them out. Honestly, they're fantastic. So speaking of Christmas celebrations, I have to give a mention to a couple of pipe bands who were in action over this past weekend, or at least they will be. I have to give a mention to New Ross and District, who announced on their Facebook page that they will be in action on Christmas Eve. Yes, they're going to be taking part in the annual Santa parade in their hometown in New Ross. So yeah, if you are interested in going to check out the band and let's face it. We haven't seen New Ross in forever. Well, the band has announced what the parade route will be. And yeah, go and check out the guys, New Ross and District, in their local town, where they will be parading on Christmas Eve. Also, I have to give a mention to Wake and District as well. Yeah, now apparently this was the first and the last band event for the year for Wake and District. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they took part in the Flowers Plantation Christmas and it kind of looked like a bit of a parade in that as well. So the band of course managed to parade and Santa Claus was there and all the rest all very Christmassy and the band I have to say looked fantastic. Quite a big band I have to add as well with three bass drums. Whew. Not bad. So, yeah, shout out to Waken District. If you are interested, of course, you can go and check out their social media. And that, they've uploaded the photographs from that event. It looked altogether very Christmassy. And, yeah, it looked great. So, yeah, if anything, I would love to have heard video. I've heard you guys playing as well. Oh, and to mention, Waken District, by the way, are absolutely killing it in the merchandise game. Have you seen this? Uh, I don't know but I love me some pipe band merch every now and again you know I have quite a collection of uh, Field Marshal Bog Hall and Shots t-shirts and stuff like that oh, and then very shirts as well loads of them and uh, yeah Waken District at the moment have a lot of great merchandise uh, just launched on their website there. And I think I'm gonna have to pick up some of this swag. It's honestly it's fantastic. You know, has their FOF logo for our fallen. And it's just yeah, they have t shirts, hoodies, zippy things and all class. Really, really cool. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna do some shopping, I suppose. (laughs) So check out Waken District's uh, website, of course, for all of their merchandise and that. So yeah, shout out to those guys. Dead excited for that. All right. Moving on, now as well as the Up to the Line Pipe Band podcast having an online piping recital, I have to mention that the Scottish Piping Society of London were holding an event as well. Now this one kind of slipped under my radar, I didn't catch this one until I actually seen the event happening live and they were giving updates as the event was happening. So apologies to the listeners who were saying, why didn't you plug this? Well, I didn't know about it and it kind of slipped below my radar, you know, I am human, I do miss things. Stuff that Rob got wrong. Indeed, this is something that I got wrong. So the Scottish Piping Society of London held their Strictly Come Piping 2020 event. Yeah, this past weekend. And we have to say, a massive congratulations to Kieran Ross from Shots and Deckhead. Oh, my word. Now, the Scottish Piping Society actually shared a little clip of Kieran's performance and the guys at Shots actually shared a little clip of it as well. And can I say wow wow yeah simply brilliant so well done kieran ross on winning the strictly come piping 2020 event it was yeah very very cool performance well done if anything i'm itching to see more from this event so i don't know if you can actually go and replay it anywhere or where you would see the footage of it so if anyone out there has information on that that we'd love to hear from you big show at gmail.com all the more piping they enjoy now I did mention about the Scott's Trad Music Awards that are coming up on the 12th of December. Well, just before that, on the 11th of December, John Doe is actually releasing his brand new book with a virtual book launch event. Now, I've been mentioning this last week and I didn't really give you the specific details, but 11th of December on John Dew Composition social media, you guys are going to want to tune in. This will be an event not to miss. With some of the top pipers in the piping game being announced each and every day that they're going to be taking part in this launch event, playing all sorts of blistering tunes from John's collection. This is going to be insane. Now, we have had John on the show before where he did kind of tease that he was going to be possibly releasing this collection of tunes. Well, here it is. And it's simply called Pipe Tunes, you know? No point in being pretentious with a huge, big, fancy, flowery title. John just calls it Pipe Tunes. Pipe Tunes. And that's it. So, this weekend, sees the launch of John Dew's Pipe Tunes on the 11th of December. And you guys are going to want to tune in on social media. The whole thing's free, of course. As far as I know, it's not a ticketed event. Uh, yeah, you're going to catch all sorts of amazing bagpipers. I think Callum Brown's one of them. Uh, there's and There's a whole bunch. Yeah, so for more information, go and check out John Dew Composition on social media. And that event is happening on the 11th of December. Not to miss. Now also what's happening on the 11th of December, there's a little event that's happening for Big Rab Show Patreon members. Yes, now you might not have caught this, but if you are a supporter of the Big Rab Show on Patreon, you will have the opportunity to hang out with the Rab Show team for a night's crack. Basically, yeah, we are having a Patreon-exclusive Zoom hangout chat with the Rab Show team. So, if you fancy hanging out with us on the 11th of December at 9.30 UK time, and drink tea and complain about no piping for 2020, (laughs) just talk about everything, then that's where you do it. So, go sign up to the Patreon, and you'll get access to our exclusive Zoom hangout chat all sorts of excited for that. And like I said, it's exclusive to Patreon members. Uh, so, yeah. If you do want to support the show, go over there now to the Patreon page. Click on support and you'll get access to this upcoming event this weekend. We're actually really looking forward to it. Uh, we think we have some special plans for this as well. Uh, <clears throat> not going to say anything. But... um. Uh, there might be a giveaway or two. But anyway, moving on. Uh, but So, yeah, if you want to join us, go along there. Big Rab Show on Patreon. Get signed up. So then come Friday the 11th, then at 9.30 UK time, you can hang out with the Rab Show team and, yeah, just have a laugh with us and drink a few cups of tea. Awesome stuff. There you are. So that's a shameless plug, but why not? Okay. Speaking of shameless plugs, now I've been telling you guys about this event now, what seems to be for weeks and weeks and weeks. The Kids With Cancer charity event has finally opened its doors for ticket sales. Yes, now I can't tell you how important and how huge this event is every single year it's raising money for the children's cancer unit in the royal victoria hospital in belfast now we did have gary smith on a previous episode of the big rab show where he talked all about the lineup and who all is involved in this now honestly this year is a show of a difference it's uh, not going to be held in the royal hotel in cookstown it's going to be held online and it's online only so people have been asking me oh Uh, It's on the 20th, I don't know, I might be able to get down, can I pay at the door? No, there's no door. Um, It's online only. So for more information, of course, you can check out The Big Rab Show on Facebook. We have shared out the link, I think, yeah, at least a dozen times now. (laughs) Where you can go and grab tickets for this. And honestly, guys, some of the world's best drummers, pipers, drum majors, and even pipe bands are gathering together. To try and raise as much money as possible for the Children's Cancer Unit in the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast. So if you can do, lend your support to this incredible event. Each and every year it happens and we always manage to bring you a podcast from it. But this year will be a show of a difference. It's all going to be online and I have to say it's for ticket holders only. It's very strict on that regard. So yeah, if you are interested, go and grab your tickets now. I think the tickets are available Uh, ...through eventbrite.com if you do want to search for it... ...or you can indeed just have a look at the Rab Show Facebook page... ...where we've shared out the link at least a dozen times. So, yeah, this event itself, guys, honestly... ...it's going to be hours and hours worth of piping and drumming goodness. It's going to be insane. And, uh, yeah, you're going to be safe in the knowledge... ...that you're helping raise money for a very worthy cause. Because, let's face it, COVID-19 arrived in 2020... ...but cancer didn't magically disappear... These people are still there and still need your help, you know? So, yes, COVID-19 and the pandemic is still very much in the headlines and that's all anyone's talking about. But the people who are suffering and going through cancer treatment are still very much there as well and still equally need your help and support. So, yeah, why not help raise money for an incredible charity and, uh, yeah, buy your tickets and grab them early. Okay, moving on. Now, I have to get into quite a huge topic here. I have to start talking about competition dates for 2021. It was reported in PipesDrums.com that the Glasgow Life Company and the RSPBA themselves have confirmed that the World Championships will be happening in August 13th and August 14th. That then very quickly followed with various different articles that we heard, well, seen released online and they were detailing all sorts of dates... The British Championships were the first major, of course, in May the 22nd. We had the UKs in Lurgan in Northern Ireland on June the 12th. We had the Europeans in Inverness June the 26th. We had the Scottish in Dumbarton, of course, July 31st. We had North Berwick on the 7th. We had Bridge of Allen on the 8th. We had the Worlds, like I just mentioned. And you had, you know, Creef, you had Perth and Pitlachry. Also, we had a a wealth of rumours about competitions here in Northern Ireland as well. A load of dates being flung around for competitions such as Newcastle, Portrush, the Mid-Ulster Championships. Uh, I could just continue reading a list here of all the rumoured competitions here for Northern Ireland. But nothing yet put to paper, I suppose. And we've been getting a lot of messages from folks about these dates. Saying that, you know, now that these dates are being set in stone, should we now start booking travel arrangements, hotels, flights, buses, All of that sort of stuff. Now, I have to tell you now, full disclosure, these dates are written in the calendar in pencil. And I would not be banking on them just yet. I do know that when I'm recording this, that uh, just yesterday, I think, that the first person in the world to ever receive a COVID-19 vaccination happened in the UK. I think it was just yesterday. Or was it today, in fact? I can't remember. Uh, But yes, a 90-year-old woman became the first person to be vaccinated. I think it was just yesterday, actually, yeah. The 8th of December. Um, So, yes, the vaccine is actually rolling out across the UK, which is really positive news. But I dare say that this vaccine won't all be rolled out within a week. This will take months, months and months, for everyone to either get an immunity or become vaccinated. And that's one concern. But also, I have to stress... Bands themselves have not practiced together for the guts of a year. We've heard it on previous episodes here of the Big Rab Show podcast. Even some of the grade one big guns haven't lifted the pipes in months. And especially playing together. You can't play together. At the minute, bands simply just cannot function. You cannot group together in crowds and start playing bagpipes. That's just simply not allowed here in the UK. So whenever we're seeing these dates being put in the calendar and the RSPBA themselves are saying that yep we've put dates in the calendar and that's what we're working towards, well, I would be very sceptical about those. Obviously, now I'm going to be really controversial here, dancing on the landmine is going to blow up, what do you see? The RSPBA, we have spoke about their own financial situation and let's face it folks, it's not healthy. And they very much need to open the gates on competitions as soon as possible. They need to get competitions off the ground and running. So they can start taking gate fees and selling programs and all of that stuff that actually starts to create a cash flow for a quite cash strapped organization. So obviously they will be telling the public, oh yes, Come May the twenty second, the British championships will swing open the doors and we'll be back on the grass again thumping out the medleys. Um I would kinda err on the side of caution of that. The RSPBA are painting a very rosy picture here and saying, yes, we're gonna be back on the grass again and doing what we can. But the actual real picture and the reality of it is will bands even be ready by May? Now, I do have it on good authority. I've been talking to a number of folks, actually, who have been involved in various different branch meetings around different organisations, you know, different branch at branch level here of RSPBA. And it has been suggested at various different meetings that bands need to know what the playing requirements will be for this incoming season. It has been suggested, apparently, on good authority. Unconfirmed, though. But it has been suggested, apparently, that bands would need to know what the plan requirements are because if they were going to start to try and put together two medleys and two MSRs for a grade one band for example. That it might be a bit of a stretch and they've actually requested that it possibly be reduced. Now not just for grade one but for all grades that the plan requirements be reviewed by the music board. And that they come up with a decision of what they expect bands to compete with this incoming year. Now, whenever you take that into consideration, bands have not been able to function for months. And if the doors do open sufficiently enough to allow bands to start practicing again, how long do we expect bands to have of practice time and preparation time for them to be ready to hit the grass? So whenever you read dates such as May the 22nd, I think, guys, honestly, that's very hopeful. In fact i nearly stress that it's too optimistic for my blood. Um, Even the Lurgan UK Championships in June the 12th could be in doubt as well. Maybe late June, early July, possibly. Now, I'm only going by a rule of thumb whenever it comes to sporting events here in the UK. I do know that they do hope to open the doors uh, more to big, large-scale public events such as football matches and rugby games, things like that. And that will hopefully start to open around June-July time. But again, it depends on how the pandemic swings and how if we get a third spike and all of lockdown restrictions. There's so many variables here. It's ridiculous. And bands at the moment are left in the lurch. RSPBA are telling folks, These dates are in the calendar. Go and book your hotels buys because we're opening the gates. Um... But yet the bands are saying something very, very different, saying, well, if the competitions are going to be happening in May 22nd, then uh, that might not give us enough time to prepare the sheer amount of material that we need to compete. And let's face it, folks, there's been a year now where bands have not been able to fundraise or even to do any basic kind of maintenance or anything at all that's band related and to be able to catch up on all of that, even the admin of it, <laughs> the, the, mind, the mind boggles, seriously. And with our association saying, yep, yep, the gates are opening. Come on, lads, come on in here and compete for a trophy. Yeah, we can't wait. We want to be back on the grass again. But whether it's actually physically possible remains to be seen. So whenever bands at, that, at branch meetings are calling for plan requirements, we have to support that in the Rab Show, honestly. We think it's a fantastic idea. Bands need to have realistic goals set in place by the music board to say, right, if you guys are going to compete in Grade 3, you're, this season, because of the pandemic the year before, we're just going to have MSR competitions this year. Or something like that, for example. I'm just surmising now. Or for the likes of a Grade 1 competition, instead of having two medleys and two MSRs for the season, then why not just have one? One medley, one MSR, and you can have a Grade 1 competition season this year. Now, if that happens, and we are reducing the playing requirements for bands, then that could have repercussions for our World Championships. Now, stick with me here. (laughs) I hope I haven't lost you yet. But if they are going to reduce the playing requirements that has been talked about at branch level... And the headquarters guys actually say, yes, we will come up with playing requirements. And, yeah, they'll roll out what will be the new season and tell you what you have to play. Well, if they reduce the playing requirements, that has repercussions for the two-day Worlds. Yeah. Because on the Friday would be, you know, day one of the Worlds. And you would normally see MSR one and medley one. And then on the Saturday, you'd play the second. You know, second medley, second MSR. But, um. How could it be split if you only have one of each set? Hmm, that presents a whole different set of problems. The RSPBA have said that the Worlds are going to be in the 13th and 14th, but um, what shape will that competition tick? We haven't even talked about the the whole thing around bands playing in concert formation or playing in a circle or how far do they have to be socially distant? Will bands have to have numbers limited and all that sort of stuff? Will there be stewards there with measuring tips making sure people are suitably far apart? That even that hasn't been talked about. How many spectators can you allow into a field? How can you know how can you police people being socially distant when they're packed together in the cheap seats of the world trying to catch in Vareri? Very, very difficult. So I don't know. There's a lot of different variables here, folks, and honestly, my advice to you, I know this is controversial to say this, and I'll probably get a lot of flack for it, but the competition dates that are in the calendar right now saying that they're kicking off with the British and Paisley and May the 22nd. Guys, take it with a pinch of salt. Don't go and run and start booking flights and hotels just yet. We are waiting on a decision from our music board with regards to playing requirements. That hopefully will have very minimal impact as to what our competitions will look like. But... Yeah, I think it's also been suggested by other bands at different branch levels that the bands out there need a line in the sand. They need a hard and fast date where to say, right, by April 1st, we will have the dates set in concrete and there will be no more of this. Well, we don't know. Yes, maybe we don't know. So there has to be a hard and fast date set so bands know that they're going to be working towards something or nothing. So, again, as soon as ourselves in the Big Rab Show hear anything at all confirmed or unconfirmed, we will definitely let you know uh, if there's any further developments about this. But, like I said, this is all hearsay, conjecture. There's nothing really set in concrete yet. All of these dates, although they're being published online by various different news sources and saying that they're concrete, we can tell you here in the Rab Show that they're certainly not concrete. And they can change, and probably will, And whenever you look at the band situation too, where bands simply just can't practice at the moment and, uh, you know, even if they were to open the gates on a competition season, I dare say bands won't be ready for it. You know, they've had zero opportunity to put together medley performance or an MSR performance and work together as a unit in a band hall. It just hasn't happened. Now, recently here in Northern Ireland, in fact, just yesterday, uh, whenever I'm recording this, there was an announcement from an MLA from Storman, which is our Member of Parliament over here in Northern Ireland, where she put it out on social media saying that bands and that can gather together again, up to 15 people, and be able to play together. And uh, ourselves in the Big Rab Show kind of thought, whoa, where did this come from? Bands can gather together again, up to 15 people, and start playing? Wow, we thought that was incredible, and we nearly jumped out of our skin. However, we didn't start posting it all over social media straight away. We always do our due diligence. I have to say thank you to Aaron McElwain from the Rab Show team. He was on the job. And, uh, yeah, we managed to find out that, no, this wasn't the case. That the bands could gather together together and practice indoors... But they can only practice on digital chanters. They're not allowed to actually blow into any practice chanters or bagpipes for that matter. And drummers can practice together safely as long as they're less than fifteen people. They're all socially distant. They have face masks and all have access to, you know, sanitizing stations and things like that. So drummers can, as long as they're adhering to all the guidelines, and pipers Certainly can only if they're using electronic chandlers. You cannot blow into a set of pipes or a practice chanter in the same room as anyone else apparently here in the UK at the moment. Which is quite horrible. As far as outdoor practices are concerned, apparently it's the same. So yeah, there you are. Apparently that announcement uh, wasn't referring to bagpipes. Um, it may well have been referring to instruments such as the accordion, where there's no actual physical blowing involved. Uh, But as far as brass instruments, flute bands, and pipe bands, yeah, the restrictions still apply and all of that. So, yeah. So we nearly jumped out of our skin when we seen that announcement. But, uh, yeah, I think that's politics at play there. That's a politician not being completely um, involved in the detail and possibly just shouting something that, Sounded awesome, but wasn't really. But there you go. Interesting thoughts. But, yeah, hopefully that allayed some of the fears and stuff from you guys who've been messaging into the Rab Show, asking about this announcement, saying, oh, does this mean I can get back to band practice again? Uh, no. And, again, folks, uh, we are waiting on clarification currently. Um, On the new guidelines, well, they're kind of not new. They've kind of rolled back to what they were around the summertime when things were starting to ease here in the UK. But they clamped down again with lockdowns and such. But we're now starting to see easing ahead of Christmas. Um, So, yeah, we have reached out to both uh, Northern Ireland branch level to see what things are happening at bands. We've also reached out to the Arts Council here at Northern Ireland as well. And just to ask them to clarify what the details are for pipe bands. But as far as we understand from reading the legislation of what we've seen so far. That bands still cannot safely gather together and play bagpipes. So there you are. Sorry folks. So I hope that whole big story there. All talking about this incoming season. Yes it is positive to see that we're seeing dates in black and white. But I would tell you now. Tick them with a huge pinch of salt. We have yet to see the proof in the pudding here. And we're asking a lot of questions of RSPBA. Just what exactly is going on. And uh, yeah, what are you guys doing to help bands get back together again, practice, sort out our playing requirements, and then get us back on the grass again. One thing that I would take confidence though... Is that our association are currently working on this. Both at branch level and at headquarters level. In fact the wheel seems to be turning quite a lot in this regard. There's a lot of work going on behind the scenes at association level. To try and get everything back on the grass again and operational. So I have to pay you know, dividends to them. And they are working hard behind the scenes. Most certainly. So shout out to them. I know they're all working hard. Tirelessly behind the scenes. All those volunteers there. Uh, so shout out to you guys. Honestly. Uh, so. Yeah, that's all proof in the pudding. I guess we'll wait and see what happens there, but uh, hopefully, and you know, in the next two three weeks' time, we'll be a little bit further down the road with more vaccinations happening and such, and hopefully, a little bit more light at the end of the tunnel here in the UK. Certainly, and you know, one thing and never even mentioned there throughout all of that international travel—that's a huge deal, especially when it comes to the worlds. And we'll talk about that in a future episode, I am sure. <laughs> Yeah, international travel is going to be a big deal for the world. You know, I I just don't know how that's going to work. And let's face it, if you don't have bands traveling in internationally from Australia, Canada, United States, all of that, it's not a world, you know, it's not a world championship. We've said it here before in the show. Anyway, I'm giving my strong opinions this week, folks. I'm giving you loads of value. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next news story. Now, I did mention the Scott's Trad Music Awards are happening this weekend. I might have mentioned it once or twice. Can't wait for it. But I have to say a massive, massive congratulations to Fred Morrison and Gary West. Now, of course, on this week's episode, we get talking to the legend that is Fred Morrison, and that's to come. Uh, But yeah, to Fred and Gary West, they have both been announced as being inducted into the MG Alba Scots Trad Music Hall of Fame for their contributions Over their lifetime to Scottish musical arts. Now, of course, you guys know Fred Morrison is a blistering bagpiper of note and composer, and we'll get chatting to Fred later. But honestly, Gary, as well, is really famous for his involvement with BBC Radio Scotland and his production of the Pipeline radio show, but also. He's been a member of Capricaylee and various other different trad bands, as well as being a featured bagpiper in the Vale of Pipe band. Whenever he was asked for a statement, of course, he, came, he, he said, I was very surprised and absolutely delighted. There you are. He said so many of his musical heroes have been inducted, inducted from over the years, and he's extremely proud to be involved. Uh, so the likes of John D. Burgess, Gordon Duncan, Ian Duncan, Murray Henderson, Jim Kilpatrick, of course, Ian McFadgen, Uh, Donald McLeod, Roddy McLeod, Donald McPherson, G.S. McLennan and John Wilson have all previously been inducted to the Hall of Fame. Which all started life in 2005. So whenever we see the likes of Fred Morrison and Gary West being inducted to the Hall of Fame. It just yeah, it makes us really proud to be piping fans. So congratulations to Fred Morrison and to Gary West. Very proud inductees to the Hall of Fame there. Awesome stuff. Alright, now, as well as the Trad Awards that are happening this weekend, I have to give a shout to the Jenny Mare Highland Square Day that's happening in New Zealand. Yes, this is all happening this upcoming weekend, December 12th, in the Jenny Mare Highland Square Day in New Zealand. And the whole thing will be live-streamed on the Manawatu Scottish Society's Facebook page. Yes, so if you do want to see some actual bands in competition, and let's face it, I'm one of them. I'll definitely be tuning into this. Uh, The whole thing will be live streamed from 11am local time. Uh, So that will be the Jenny Mare Highland Square Day. And of course Manawatu Pipe Band will be involved in that competition as well. So shout out to them. So yeah, for more information go and check out Manawatu Scottish Society's Facebook page where they will hopefully have the link up and that for the live stream upcoming this weekend. And I will definitely be tuning into that. Very exciting stuff. All right, I have to give a little couple of shouts then. Before we get into this week's topic, actually, I have to give a shout this week to Adam McCollum. Adam, absolute legend. Adam McCollum has actually been really busy on social media this last while, uploading all sorts of incredible drumming clips. And this past week, he released his own particular version of a six-part march that was composed by Lincoln Hilton, of course. And uh, guys, go and check it out. We all know that Lincoln Hilton can play a tune. <laughs> But Adam McCollum plays a drum score along with Lincoln in this one. And uh, it would just melt your face. It's ridiculous. So shout out to Adam. It was a blistering performance, mate. And we were very happy to share it out on the Rab Show Facebook page. And of course, he's released all the score music for it as well. So if you do want to try and learn it. Good luck to you, uh, but it's there. It's in black and white, and um, yeah, you're going to need a set of hands on you to be able to play this, I'll tell you that. It's an amazing drum score. Well done, Adam. So go and check that out. It's on the Rab Show Facebook page right now. Okay, now before I get into the topic of the week, I know you're all itching to hear from Fred, uh, but yes, shout out this week to the North Texas Caledonian Pipes and Drums. Yeah. Yes, my own band, I have to say. (laughs) Yeah, they've released a little bit of a sneak peek of what their brand new bass drum's going to look like. Shout out to Aaron McElwain, of course, of the Big Rab Show team. And bass drummer from Klaus Kelt, he managed to help the guys design their new head. And it looks amazing. Now, you have to go and check it out. The colour of it and that. It's kind of black and like a goldy, rusty colour. Very, very cool. With the band emblem in the centre of the head with North Texas and all written on it. Oh. Just class. Looks amazing. I can't actually wait to see it in person. It'd be fantastic. So shout out to uh, the North Texas Caledonian Pipes and Drums for unveiling their brand new bass drum, or at least giving us a bit of a sneak peek as what well. it could look like. I can't wait to see it in person. So that's yeah, very impressive. Okay, well, guys. That's pretty much it for the piping news this week. I'm sure there's a lot that I've managed to miss. In fact, because it has been quite a busy week in the piping world. So if you've managed to last this length in the podcast, then well done. You deserve a medal. Uh, because yeah, sometimes the rap show can be a bit of a hard slog, and we do get some stick for that. So oh, rap, who has two odd hours to listen to piping stuff? Well, believe it or not, some folks enjoy it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it's at this point in the show where I go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. LoneStarPiper.com Serving the piping and drumming community in the United States for over 10 years. Featuring RG Hardy's full line of bagpipes including Henderson's and Gallic theme lines of kilts and doublets and bespoke Highland wear including sparns and cap badges. LoneStarPiper.com offer tailored payment plans on any set of bagpipes. If your drum corps needs a new look, then they can help you with a full custom design from Andante Drums and custom bass heads from Evans & Remo. Star Piper will also be distributing the latest Axial line from the British Drum Company. If you have any questions about any of the major brands they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com LoneStarPiper.com Check them out. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe van drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, M.B.A. The stunning Axial range was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade. Made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none. Contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing.
3: Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show.
0: Ah, <laughs> Yes, topic of the week time. And for those of you, again, who are still continuing to tune in to this point, then, yeah, you clicked on this week's episode for a very good reason. We have managed to get a chat with a bit of a piping legend. And I am a massive, massive fan of this guy. Of course, I'm talking about Fred Morrison. Now, all of this episode, well, all of this interview, I should say, was all recorded before we found out Fred was to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. Had I have known about that, then obviously I would have asked him about it. So this interview was recorded before that announcement, so I didn't get a chance to ask him. Uh, But suffice to say, reading all the statements and stuff that Fred has given since the announcement of his Hall of Fame inductee, um, then, yeah, he's been all sorts of chuffed. Very proud of it. So there you go. Uh, So that'll explain why I never asked him about it. So this was recorded maybe a week or so ago now. Um, So yeah, if you were a member of Patreon, however, you will have already heard this interview. Because yeah, some of our big interviews that we have coming up for you over the Christmas period will be released ahead of time over there on our Patreon page. So we've got some quite big names which we'll talk about on next week's pod. Hmm. Uh, But yeah, we'll just sprinkle that in there. But yes, this week on the show is an absolute legend who is affectionately known as the Jimi Hendrix of the bagpiping world. Let's welcome Fred Morrison to the Big Rab Show podcast. So welcome to the podcast, a guy that needs no introduction. Fred Morrison, how are you, sir?
3: Oh, not not too bad. And thanks for having me on the show. It's uh, it's always great. It's always good to get a bit of crack going. Uh, I think the last time I was doing a a, a gig over in your part of the world, I remember we did it at the side of the stage.
0: That's right, yeah.
3: Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It must be like maybe, I don't know, a couple of years maybe. I think it was, right.
0: yeah. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, but of course we were in healthier times then, of course. Since then we've, we've we've been hit badly by the corona, which has had... Uh, oh. a huge effect on all pipers and all musicians.
0: It's been awful, yeah. hasn't it? Aye, it's been a really terrible year for pipers. Uh so yeah, how, how have you found general. it yourself?
3: Well, exactly what you're saying. You know, uh, for pipers of course, we don't have the big events to go to. I mean, I I hear from the guys in bands that they don't they can't practice together. They've got nothing to work towards. Yeah. And then a lot of us um pipers we we do like some of the the major schools out in the states, which are great for we do winter storm mm-hmm. and then winter school in Seattle. There's a lot of us do that. Of course, they're off. They're off, and uh, so a lot of the fun, you know, is just out of it. And a lot of the, you know, the, as I say, the motivation and the sense of achievements out of it. And it's terrible if you think of young players and yeah, and, and also older. If you get older guys that are you know getting nearer to retirement, it's a shame for them to to, to be losing a whole a whole season. You know.
0: That's it, indeed. Yeah, but I dare say retirement's a long way off for yourself, Fred. I'm, I'm sure. Oh,
3: I'll you... <laughs> never. No, no, I'll never retire. <laughs> so I'm, I'm,
0: sure, I mean, I'm sure. you had a load yeah. of gigs actually planned for 2020. Are, are you any shows in that planned before the plug all got pulled? Or...
3: Oh yeah, I mean we did. You know, just when when the lockdown, I think it was around about mid March, and it, things were getting things were marching on. Then we be, then I began to see. Like a lot of these events that I've got in the calendar are just not going to happen. Yeah. And I had a fantastic, uh, complete month month's tour of Canada, and these were great venues, uh, all for for the whole month and great events. It was kind of teamed in with theatre venues and like some some of the major Highland Games and some uh, like workshop stroke concerts, some great really great stuff, and a lot of them had, were sold out. The whole thing was cancelled, right. you know, and yeah. it's it's you know, and for musicians, I know not a lot of musicians will agree about this because, like, I've been do- I I've been on the road really since I was sixteen. Like, <laughs> really, I have. I've been traveling yeah. since I was about sixteen, and I've never been at home for so long. And you miss the whole buzz of like even the airports and the traveling and the meeting people, and then of course the playing and all the crack. You know, it's, yeah. it's a it's a big buzz that comes away from your life you know and then of course all the major festivals the piping live the L'Oreal all these big things they're all gone too you know so it's for for, for everybody involved for punters uh, everybody festival organisers Performers, everybody involved—it's just—it's just rubbish, you know. Yeah. But it gives you something; it makes you realise what you've got to look forward to, you know. <laughs> if if we do when, and if we do get the whole thing sorted, you know—that's
0: it, indeed. Yeah. And if anything, Fred, you've remained busy during all of this lockdown. I know you're, <laughs> I know you're not travelling and all that, but you're still dead yeah. busy, you know, with the production yeah, of I, your pipes and everything. Yeah.
3: Yeah. The crazy thing is, we actually got busier. <laughs> I'm not joking. I mean, it's not joking cuz I kind of panicked when the thing when the thing uh, kicked in. I thought, right, what am I going to do? So I advertised online lessons. Mm-hmm. And uh I, we got absolutely inundated. All inundated with stuff like that. And I was I was at it full time. And then all sorts of people asked me to do uh to help them out, you know, like mm-hmm. festivals and promoters and organisers, all these I got so many people saying, "Can you do a clip for this and can you do a this and can you do a that uh, and can you be part of a i got there was so much of that that came on, <laughs> and then luckily, I think maybe six eight weeks into the lockdown, we were able to reopen at McCallums. And of course, the backlog was huge. So we were at that point, we were just nose to the grind, trying to get everybody's orders out for them and to cope with the new orders that were coming in. And that has not let up since since we reopened. That's been like uh, just absolutely, you know, just flat out, flat out and uh, in, in a good, in a healthy way. And uh, the the new Highland pipes are extremely popular. People are loving them a lot. of Highland pipers that haven't tried them before are like having a go at them, and they're loving it. So yeah. that keep, you know that 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 that's. Um... It's very, very, you know, it's, it's full on with all
0: these things. That's it. Well, that's what I've been hearing, Fred. You know, as Highland Pipers yeah. are stuck at home and they can't get out and compete, they're challenging themselves by trying these new instruments. So I was going to ask you about these new Ellen Pipes. How are they selling? Are they, like, proven really popular, like you say? Yeah.
3: They are. They're extremely popular. I think what people realise, you know, about Illin Pipes... Mm-hmm. It's such an amazing instrument because you're, you're allowed to do really what you want with them. It's quite a different yeah. mentality to the way that we were all brought up because we were all, <laughs> especially when I, I, could, I could speak for myself as a boy, the, the instructors, you know you, you, you know, you really had to do, you know, what you were told. Yeah. And, and it was very kind of strict technique in that. But the Ellen pipes, you can actually play as little or as many ornaments as you want. And mm. it's got such a lovely sound, such a deep, mellow sound see it's a low frequency so the everything operates at a kind of easier slower pace so you can just let those big notes sing out and it still sounds beautiful the thing with the highland pipes is very high frequency so you're up there and it's almost like you have to do stuff you know to make it to make it sound great and of course you know and as as we know but uh, you you get away with a lot with the illin pipes uh, which is a, a great thing i think so people can adapt really easy and they get this amazing sound of course, also during the lockdown, we've got a lot of people wanting even to go have a go at like small pipes and real pipes and whistles. Yeah. A lot of people keep t- getting into whistles. Mm-hmm. And uh, because the Highland Pipers, in all honesty, they've actually got a bank account full of great technique that they can use for other things, although they don't know it.
0: Yeah, so they're, they're, can they're so easily... well disciplined,
3: Highland Pipers.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Can they easily move between instruments like that? You know, is the transition easy for them?
3: yeah it's much easier yeah. than a lot 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 of pipers would think I've, and over the years pipers have asked me you know about that and it's like his pipers are so well trained at the, the competition scene you know mm. it just pitches things to such a a really, really demanding level of technique, you know. Yeah. People say, "Oh, it must be or, Oh, you know, <laughs> that D's a bit, you know, or you know, it's this kind of thing. So the standard, I mean, is really is high. But but the good, the upshot of that is, it it gives people, um, you know, a lot of technique that they can adapt for other instruments if they, you know, just if they, you know knew how to go about it.
0: There you go. That's interesting. So so folks have been purchasing these and giving it a go. That's really encouraging actually. It is,
3: it's great. I and it, and of course it's great for us all uh musically and culturally, you know, it, it yeah. adds a lot. People, you know, people start to, you know, play more and and join in more
0: and, and write more as well, which is it is great. Well that's it. Well speaking of writing more, Fred, you've been yeah, quite, you've been quite busy yourself with a, a whole new collection it's... coming out.
3: I have, yeah. And that was another thing, of course, that we did d- during the lockdown. Mm. And because um, I realised that if I didn't do it at that point, that when the lockdown finished, I would have, again, no time to do it. Right. So we, we cobbled together, you know, a lot of tunes that I'd written over the years. And I've been performing a lot of tunes that I've been performing, but I've, and people ask me for copies of mm-hmm. um, that... Uh, you know a lot of them and a lot of new tunes that I haven't performed as well so so we've got them all together and I'm, I have to say I'm, I, I mean this genuinely I'm really pleased with it and I'm really pleased with the way they read you know I, yeah. myself and Kyle Howie did a lot of the transcribing Kyle's brilliant at all that kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh we worked really hard like, at getting the grace note thing that i like the way the language that the way it would come across and being fun to read for people and uh, I, i'm i'm pleased with it you know of course it's got tunes in it that like the the jig sky which like inverary won the worlds with indeed,
0: and indeed yeah.
3: uh, mm-hmm. th- things like that and there's a, a, a for some reason this year or the last Eighteen months, I wrote a, a whole load of two-four marches. I don't know, I don't You're ask right, me right. why, but <laughs> yeah, it's kind of classic two-fours there, and I, I, I don't know where they came from, but there's, there's a, the, there's a, there's a, the, a smattering of them at the start, yeah, and then you know. there's a, a, the last tune in the book is written after, uh, one of your compatriots from over there. It's called Brendan Murphy's jig. Oh,
0: Brendan, yes, from Saint Lawrence's Hill, of course, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's named after the one and only Brendan, um, <laughs> who, who, you know, pipes, alarms, two. and a great, great piper himself, and, and a, you know, just a, an amazing character, Brendan. He's just, for me, it's just like, if you want a breath of fresh air, you know, get a bit <laughs> of crack with Brendan, honestly, it's oh, true. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I I spent a, a day over there, where coming. I just flew over in the morning and flew back, and I just had so much crack, and I had this tune in my head on the way back, so... Uh, it's named after Brendan. Uh, so yeah, and all, yeah, and there's we, we've we're uh, we've we've supplied already a lot to trade, and we're getting orders all the time for people that want signed copies, and it's good. at this time of the year, people like them for Christmas presents and that kind of thing. So I'm That's more it. than happy to dedicate books to folk you know ah oh,
0: fantastic so a friend this isn't something really that you've just started this year this has been something that's been on the go now for a while like all of these tunes have been sitting on the back burner really have they yeah,
3: yeah. that's correct it's not like i just yeah stumped up over the year and said i'm going to write a load of tunes mm. these a lot of these tunes you know I've i've been performing for like quite a few years now you can't believe actually how quickly the years pass when you are performing you can't believe but <laughs> yeah. uh, you know but um and then as i say i've got a lot of them that i just play at home that i've that you know like people have never heard a lot of these matches nobody's hardly anybody of uh, people have heard mm-hmm. and uh and so it's a bit of both in that respect. There you go. And uh, but there's a good good collection and a good uh, cross section, you know, of all of all different kinds of tunes. Oh,
0: there Certainly is. You yeah, know? yeah. So can I ask then? It's always a difficult question to ask someone, but uh, have you got a particular yeah. favourite from the book, Fred, that you really love playing? Jeez, oh,
3: be a heart, Yeah, I, I like. There's a there's a two four march in it. Named our, I don't know if you know the piper from from Dublin called Peter uh, Donan.
0: Oh, I've heard his name. Yes, all right.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Peter, like Peter's a well-known face around the piping scene, and his mm-hmm. wife, his wife had her seventieth birthday um, this year, oh, yeah. and we uh, attributed a, a march to her, Monica Donnan's. And uh, I'll I, when I pick up the pipes, I always seem to be playing this tune. So that must be a good sign in some go. respect. Yeah, you know, it's like something that I just like. Yeah, I don't. I, do, I don't think about. I just automatically start playing. So when you're asking me the question, there, like, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be an academic thing. Like, what's my favorite? But I, yeah. ju- I do know that when I pick up the pipes, I'm. I would say eighty percent of the time, I often start playing this Monica Donnan. So there must be something in that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So but
3: I know a lot, so many people though, have asked me for a copy of the jig sky that, that I, we yes. get asked for that like nonstop, like really, really. <laughs> and so I'm glad it's in the book now, you know, and, and, and people are, it's available to people.
0: That's it. Yeah. So and, and no doubt folk will go out and buy it just for that too. I do know a lot of people that are interested to, to get the notation for that. So, there you go, folks. Yeah. You can go and grab Fred's book. It's in it now. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you. Uh, yeah, but I, I need to ask you a couple of questions. We have some folks who listen to the show who are active composers in you know, yeah. the bagpiping scene who sit down and write music. Is it something, Fred, that you feel that you kind of sit down at a table and say, right, today I'm going to write a tune? Or does it something that just seems to happen naturally for you?
3: Yeah, it is something that happens naturally. i, t- I tell you the best way I that I could describe this for you. Mm-hmm. That really, like a, like years ago when I started write, writing tunes, what, what you would find is, and I genuinely think that all pipers are able to have a decent tune, they could write a decent tune, mm-hmm. uh, that when I started writing, I would push myself, I would ask questions of my brain, you know, like, to, as you say, to sit down and say, I want to write this, I want to write that, and you try and try and try. Mm-hmm. And often, when you're actually doing it that way, you don't get the quality you're looking for. But but because you've asked that question of your brain, you've you've almost tapped into the creative side of your brain and asked it to come up with something. Mm-hmm. it's like a couple, two or three days later, at the weirdest moment that's when you'll get a phrase <laughs> and guaranteed if you were trying to write a march, you'll get a jig you know <laughs> you know, you, 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 yeah. or, or vice versa it, 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 whatever you're trying to write but, but you, you, and it's those phrases that come to you that you don't actually make they come to you and you, and you know mm-hmm. that there's something that tickles you you know, yeah. and that's what composers would call a call a hook. That's right. the hook. That's the thing that in, that makes people say, "Oh, that's nice." And then you would craft a tune around that. That's okay. the way that, to me, that to me that the best tunes work. If from me, from my the way I do it, mm-hmm. that's the way the best ones come to you know. But if you sit down, of course you can make it. I could make you know. You could make a tune right now, but it's that it's that we. You know, three, or three, three or four notes in a certain order that come to you. Yeah, you just hear it, and that's when it's that's when it's got that thing that connects with people as a quality quality phrase. And then, oh. of course, the crafting around it takes a bit of takes a wee bit of ingenuity too. Aye,
0: right, aye. Right. But as you say, you know, you could be stirring your dinner on the on the hob, or you could be. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Sitting at traffic lights. That's right. Traffic
0: lights. Yeah, and just suddenly, oh, I have an idea, and then that's that's it. Yeah, there you go. That's interesting. And it
3: is. It's amazing, you know. Mm. It really is. It really is. But that, and, and and it's It's quite addictive. It's quite addictive when you get into it, I think. You know, you could be doing it all the time.
0: That's it. So can I ask then about inspiration for composing and stuff? Obviously, you are kind of, well, not heavily influenced, but you are influenced by the bluegrass and country music scene, you know, with, yeah. t- with tunes like Kansas City, Hornpipes, and things like that. Uh, do you yeah. listen to a lot of styles of music to try and get inspiration, or
3: I don't know, that's a hard one. Like I, I, the funny thing is that when I wrote the Kansas City Hornpipe, I wasn't listening to any old time music or bluegrass or anything mm-hmm. like that. I wrote this, wrote that tune, and the tune I always play with it, Jarliss, and yeah. yeah, I went to a, I went to a festival in uh, Spain, and these guy, these young fellas came up. To me, at the set, at, when when the gig was finished, they were saying, "We think it's amazing that you're playing old time on the island pipes." And I was oh, thinking, well, yeah. "What's that? What's that?" And they said, "That that that tune there. That's that's what you call old time." And then I listened to it, and then I realised that it is actually it oh. is like that is like old time or bluegrass. And I, and the more I did that, the more I began to love that style, and I do love that style. Mm. But I would say that. You know, the writing I do would be mostly influenced by the kind of Hebridean background that that that, that I come from, and I yeah. come from a family of pipers from up there. It's a very kind of Gaelic-y, old style of, mm-hmm. you know, I I would say that's where the that's where the composing comes from. Oh, yeah, you know, that's at the root of it. That's like the kind of music that I shared with my dad and mm-hmm. people like that, and you know, that's where it, that's where it would be, which is actually very similar to 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 bluegrass and old time music in all honesty it is
0: that's it indeed yeah cuz whenever it left these shores and went to the US that that's you know how that style was born yeah
3: yeah, you know. and a lot of these older pipers played, like, much higher tempos, mm. you know, and a lot freer and very expressive. That's, that's probably where that comes from with me. Like, it's yeah. not the kind of thing you could have played in a competition without folk phoning the polis, no. you know. <laughs> but, you know. exactly. But, you know, but it's kind of, I mean, it's, I don't know, it just kind of seems to be natural you know that's yeah. it seems to be something that i like anyway you know that's fantastic that's what that's where i would say the inspiration comes and in. it's so weird because you know you often what i love is that you, you can get a tune that comes into your head and it, it makes you think either of a place or a person mm-hmm. or something like that and i love to be able to call the the tune after after what it reminds you of you know i yeah, like that yeah. I, I I often name tunes after people because I might be playing a tune it just makes me think either of a of a good time or it could have been a sad time or mm-hmm. something like that but it makes you think you know of that person and uh, a lot of a lot of my tunes are named after people that I know or friends or people go. that have inspired me or folk that I like or things or I've had good times
0: with yeah. you know often they are That's really fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. So, Fred, can I also ask? Obviously, we haven't been able to have any live performances in 2020, but you do have a live album that we play quite frequently on the radio. I have to say, can you tell us about that show? Do you remember much from the live in the Royal Concert Hall? Do you remember much? Oh yeah,
3: yes, I do do remember it well. Mm. Uh, I remember that, yeah, very well. With Martin and Martin and Matthew uh, at the time, Uh, absolutely brilliant players, the two of them. You know, they real. You know, the two of them were like. uh, I mean, honestly, I couldn't say enough about those two guys. They're just absolute top level players. Mm -hmm. But um, I remember that that at that period, the three of us were playing a lot together. Uh, We were in and out of Spain every. You know third week or something like that there was an awful <laughs> lot of gigs in the north of spain yeah. you know at that time it was brilliant like asturias galicia we were uh europe a lot of Brittany. we're doing scottish tours all that we we're playing a lot together and myself and matthew as well hmm. would we do a lot of duo stuff so at the time we thought you know we may, we were playing all the stuff together so often we might as well record it yeah uh, and i remember at the concert hall it was um it was quite a stressful day, you know. It wasn't easy because you've got the sound crew with Dave Town and co- on the out- on the live sound, and then we've got our own engineer, Jimmy Nielsen, with you know trying to and You know, there's a lot. Nobody wants to step on anybody else's toes, and people just want to get their job, and it, it puts an awful lot. So it wasn't it wasn't the easiest day in the world. I can tell yeah. you that. Yeah. And uh, but the crowd were amazing. It was a huge crowd, and they were all totally up for it. And that kind of thing, you know, I know that for a fact. I remember that well.
0: That's what I was going but, to say. Uh, that's the energy that comes through it, Fred. Honestly, it's electric. And you, you've captured what I like to call lightning in a bottle, you know, or lightning, <laughs> lightning in, a, in a recording. You know, it's, it's amazing to, to, to capture that energy from your live performance. It's brilliant. Ah, well, that's good to
3: hear because that's what we were trying to do. And I never knew, you know, you know I often think I'd like to do another live Album, you know, because that Mm. it's that feel, it's that kind of vibe that you that's that's the magic of music, really. You know, it's it is, you know, and I'd, Mm -hmm. I'd like to do another one as well. In fact, I'm thinking, I'm actually thinking of doing a we are planning on doing a a kind of christmas winter concert uh, live just from the house here oh, yeah brilliant. we've got the the video equipment and all that kind of thing yeah. and because uh, i usually do a winter tour in scotland usually mm-hmm. often like you know three weeks or a month's tour in scotland and of course we can't this year so i thought i might just do uh, a whole concert here on my own with all the instruments and all that and yeah. just uh you know, broadcast it to anybody who wants to, to 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 tune in. So we'll keep you posted about that.
0: Oh, please do. Yeah, because you're going to have to keep me away from it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be tuning into that for sure, for sure. Oh, good man. Yeah. So, Fred, then, if anyone is interested in buying your book, then where should they go?
3: Uh, they can get it um, direct from our, our website. You can find that, no problem. Um, it's just like Fred Morrison Pipes. And you can go on there straight away and they can order it and they can actually tell us what name that they would like it signed to or anything like that. And Mm -hmm. we can do it for them. If people wanted it like for a Christmas present for somebody or anything like that, Mm -hmm. uh, they they just tell us and we can do it. And it goes out straight away. It goes out absolutely immediately to them.
0: Oh, superb, superb. Well, Fred, if anything, once we heard about the announcement of this book, we were dead excited, and we're, that's all we were talking about good in the time. show for this last few weeks.
3: <laughs> oh, brilliant. Oh, that's really good. I mean, you guys are terrific, and I always love coming in and getting the crack and seeing you forever as well. Okay, Hopefully well. we'll be seeing each other soon at a festival. And having the and getting the getting the crack then. Indeed,
0: yeah. But here's hoping, you know. Twenty twenty one, we hope to hope you guys will all be back on stage again, thumping out the tunes. Yeah,
3: definitely, man. Thanks a million, okay.
0: Fred. Thank you so much for chatting to us on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasure, man. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Cheers. Bye now. Bye. Ah, <laughs> Fred Morrison there. What an absolute legend. Oh, man, I just love chatting to Fred, you know, on and off the air. It's just brilliant. You know, I've been following Fred's career now for years and years and years. I'm a huge, huge fan. So, yes, guys, if you are interested in picking up Fred's new book, just check out his website. It's very easy to find. Uh, Just... Type in Fred Morrison bagpipes in your search engine and you'll find it. Honestly, it's definitely going to be worth picking up because let's face it, this is only the second collection that Fred has released in so many years, and there's some blistering tunes in there that you're really going to want to pick up. So, a huge thank you to Fred for taking time to chat to us here on the Big Rab Show. We hope you're you're keeping safe and well. And yes, as soon as we find out about that online performance uh, from Fred, uh, we'll let you guys know where you can tune in to watch that because that, yeah, you're going to want to tune in to watch that's going to be all sorts of entertaining so that's really really cool thank you to Fred Morrison so guys that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast been a quite a busy week this week it's been a long podcast I'm sure everyone's just rubbing their eyes now thinking oh, come on is it over yet well yes it is <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for clicking on downloads um, this week and each and every week. And if you haven't already, please do check out our back catalogue. We have quite a huge back catalogue now. And we've talked about everything in the bagpiping world. Also, don't forget, you can go and support us over there on Patreon, where you would have got access to such interviews like Fred Morrison. You would have got them early. And you get all sorts of other incredible extra stuff back there, like episodes of Rab Show Plus. There's also exclusive performances. There's a lot of real cool stuff back there on the Rab Show Patreon page. Go and check it out and click on support. Well, guys, that's it. I am out the door. Don't forget, you can check us out on Fuse FM Battle Money next week for another two hours of pipe and goodness, of course. But also, you can check us here on the Big Rab Show podcast next week where we are going to be talking about our Big Rab Show Christmas list. Yay! And I know that'll put a lot of people off. But yes, it's always around this time of year where we're doing our Christmas shopping. And we want to know what you guys want to see under your Christmas tree. Is there a particular product or anything from this past year that you would love to see under the Christmas tree? I don't know. There's been some incredible new albums, some new music releases, also some new gadgets as well. So... Mm, a lot of real cool stuff has been happening in the product front and the piping world so if you do have any particular wants that you would like to see under your tree then get them into us you can email them in bigrabshow at gmail.com all right folks i am out the door thank you everyone for downloading this week and don't forget to check us out through our social media and our website and all of that good stuff throughout the rest of the week until we catch you all again here next week all the best Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thanks to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com to be kept up to date on all the latest news and views from around the pipe and world. Plus, of course, check us out on Patreon and become part of the Patreon faithful. For just $5 a month, get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness. So until next week, folks, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.